Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I don't believe you. Think it's colder or warmer? I don't believe it's 37. I believe it's colder than that. <laughs> Rubbish. Hogwash. Good afternoon. What a quiet Halloween it turned out to be, with the exception of New York City. We only had 80, and we normally get over 250. You're kidding. Well, we had 15 tops. <sighs> no, no late kids. No, there were no late Not kids. Not one late child. Say, so you dropped the name, the amazing, was it the amazing Jeffo? Yeah, amazing Jeffo, I believe his name is a blind magician. And I thought you were doing a bit. No, it's this, he's all over YouTube. He's he's amazing because he does this while he has no sight. Well, I, he has sent me his book. Really? Joe, because you are, uh, you were unfamiliar with who I am, I'd like to introduce myself through my book. Bust a gut, uh, Jeffo. Uh, no, uh, no, Jeff Smith, a.k.a. Amazing Jeffo, and it's a book called Seeing Light in the Darkness, a story of surviving affliction with laughter and grace by Jeffrey C. Smith. Well, I'd like Thank to... Thank you, uh, Amazing I Jeffo. I think I'd like to take a look at that as well, so stick okay. it. Let me, uh, let me get my hands on it, maybe even before you. Uh, this is a free ticket. You can't get anything for this, but it's a free ticket. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank if you, you uh, if you watch his videos on YouTube, he he he, well, he does magic tricks. Question. Is he, he obviously he's a local fellow? I believe so. Yes, yeah. but he'll do schools, and and I'm sure he's for hire. Right. But uh, to have a blind magician where you go, is he going to do it? He pulls it off every time. Where's Reavers? Uh, Reavers is taking a uh, a mental health day. I think. Due what to happened the... to him? What what happened? What happened? I I heard that he got into a. Uh, a tweet storm last night, a fight. Yes, back a and forth. Of a printed fight. Yeah, he was. Um, he was uh, worried about the taunting and and uh, payback and just some of the quirks of the game last night. After uh, home runs were hit, bases were run. Uh, were they were they run with too much um, color, too much excitement, mm-hmm. too much expression? Mm-hmm. And uh, he got into into it with. Uh, I think some members of the of baseball that actually know what they're doing. Johnny Johnny Height witnessed it live. I un, I fortunately did not. I'm I'm second here. So John was getting yeah. w- was uh, was reading the tweets. Yeah, and Jock Peterson had hit a home run and celebrated. Yeah, uh, running around the bases, including making money signs at his own dugout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Making a dollar sign or something. Yeah, the old Johnny Manziel dollar sign. Like, thing. Uh, this, oh, what's your that thing? Yes, yeah. getting works, crumbs so. out of your thumbs. Yeah. And uh, I, it's a game you have to win to keep playing baseball this season. Right. So, I, you know, that's fine. I don't yeah. care. Well, Chris, of course, got very excited and started tweeting about it. And eventually argued with somebody who apparently was his friend because he said, I love you, but you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And then Brent Rooker, who uh, was the 35th pick in the draft by the Minnesota Twins, right? apparently said, you should be able to celebrate. And uh, Chris told him he should go educate himself. So, and, ah. and, 
Did he uh, use the word educate? He did, yes. Oh, Thank, yeah, I know you can spell that. Thankfully, he did. Uh, so it was a, a heated exchange uh, between, well, actually, Chris is the only one that looked heated. Uh, Brent didn't look heated at all. He looked mm-hmm. like he was having fun with it. Brent so. actually wears a jersey and is and <laughs> potentially part of it. So you can say we. Why yeah. does Reavers believe that Houston has blown its chance to win this? Uh, I think, I, I don't know specifically. No, I no more Verlander? I haven't talked to him about it. But that well, was, he texted that last He night. did text that, and I, I don't really agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think both teams have an equal shot tonight, depending on who gets good pitching. I think he just thinks uh, Verlander was, uh, you know, he was it. They're, they were going to win or lose with him. And, and he didn't uh, want him removed from the game. That's correct. He nor did Nor did I. No, I didn't think they should have either. No. So. Uh, I read, just uh, this is somewhat related, I should have printed it out. I read that there's a guy who's won $14 million so far in Vegas, correctly uh, calling the victor uh, in every World Series game so far. Holy moly. But really? it, That's the reason, well, the reason I bring that up is that doesn't seem that difficult to be worth $14 million. Yeah, it's too much money for the what you're doing. Well, right? he's going to need that $14 million for his ulcer uh, removal and his <laughs> mental therapy, because those games have yeah. gone. Ah, he's a big high I know, but, and then but a big you, low. Do you understand what I'm saying? Fourteen million seems disproportionate to yeah. the task. It's too big of a payoff for what you're doing. You know, I mean, a, a six-year-old could have oh, okay, just but, as easily done it. But here's how Vegas works: is it a is it in a pick six I don't, form? I, I, I apologize for not reading. It can't be. It can't go game by game because that would just be normal bets. John, why don't you look that up? Okay, I'll yeah. check on. All right. But my you. guess is it's like the horse races where before he had to call. L.A. wins this one. Game two, Dodgers. Uh, Houston three. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that he obviously had to call the winner prior to a first pitch of a game. R- r- uh, even the series. Probably all well, maybe seven. That, maybe that was the case. Because well, even, then even, the odds would be out a little more. The only point I was trying to make right, is... What point are you trying to make? Well, that $14 million seems a, like a disproportionate payout for what... What strikes me is, or maybe I'm naive, uh, it doesn't seem to me to be that difficult to pick the winner of each game, you know, tonight. Well, but yeah, but that's not, I don't think he's done that. Yeah, well, that's what John's going to find. Yeah, out. I think it's an extension from game one all the way to game seven. And he stands to to win $14 million if he can well, that I read. I read that he had already won $14 million, but again, uh, this has been turned over to the news department. And uh, because we are... You want me to stop speculating? Yes. Because we essentially at least make an attempt to be fact-based. Yes. So let's It's not close enough this year. It can't be. No, it's not close enough. I don't want to hear any more about the guy until uh, John Height uh, absolutely clarifies it for us. Okay, 10-4. 646-8255. Well, it's my fault. I brought it up. Yep. 877-615-1500. You said 37 degrees. I believe the... the, uh, Thermometer on the, the wall of the common surface savings and loan is more around 33. Just a moment. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Well, John will fill us in at the news, but it's, a, it's an Eastern European guy. He's under the age of 30, and he... Uh, he just lets his winnings roll, so he could walk away now with fourteen million, Which or, I would. or or if he's going to keep form, he'll put all fourteen million on tonight. I don't know. John will have more. Kelly, hey Joe, yes, uh, I've got a question for you. Are hardware store names foghornable? 
Uh, I haven't heard one yet. I have a hard Ace Hardware store out here in North Carolina. It's called Askew Ace Hardware. Askew? Askew. A S K E W. Yes. Uh, that well, askew means something is uh, is not quite right, and you'd go to the hardware store to pick up what you need to fix it. Okay, I guess that makes sense then. All right, thank you. Good luck. All right, so you you found a way for that to work. I, I think he was. Well, where was he in North Carolina? I don't know. What he's listening probably via the podcast. That's on uh, iTunes Podcast One dot com, which reminds us to remind you. Listeners, that there is now an Inside Garage Logic podcast. There's a two episodes, and we're just going over um, the nooks and crannies of Garage Logic via the podcast. It's kind of a refresher course, wouldn't you say? I think so. Go to uh, pod- we'll, do a, we'll do another one Friday. Yeah, where you find Garage Logic, wherever you find us on the podcast now, look for the Inside Garage Logic podcast and give that a listen. I'm sure you'll be informed. Diversity is a fact, mm-hmm. it's not a value. Correct. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be the death of us in some <laughs> cases. Yesterday, it quite literally was. Yes, yesterday's uh, were shocking. Those were shocking. The Department of Homeland Security says the suspect in the New York City truck attack, whose name is Safe uh, Saipov, entered the United States in 2010 under the Diversity Visa Program. Homeland Security officials are confirming that the immigrant from Uzbekistan arrived in the U.S. that way. That's the immigration program that President Donald Trump is calling on Congress to eliminate as soon as possible. The president says the program is not good and says the U.S. needs to get much tougher. The Diversity Immigrant Visa Program covers immigrants from countries with low rates of immigration to the U.S. Well, who in the hell cares? Was this guy, uh, are you kidding me? Who cares if we have enough Uzbekistanians here? That's not a concern of mine. It never has, nor will it ever be. And then it gets into a fight between Trump and Schumer and and, and what have you. But uh, that that's quite literally a a definition of the mere fact that diversity is not a value. It certainly, no, it's a fact. It's a merely a fact so, of life. It so, has nothing to do with inherently having a value. So what do you mean by it's a fact? If I am black. You're black. I'm That's just a fact. black. And we work together. Okay. I don't see diversity. I see we're two guys working together. Right. But, you know, the Mysterians and Euphorians believe you diversity has a value. So... Here's a program that got created, the Diversity, it's just, I did not know this existed, the uh, Diversity Visa Program to, uh, what it sounds like, uh, to enable uh, more immigrants from countries that uh, uh, historically and traditionally have not been uh, sending large numbers of immigrants to the United States. Well, we rap on their door well, and what say, good did what are you this doing? Do? What go. good did this do us, to have this darkness show up this evil show up he didn't embrace the american way well he drove an uber cab and he started two trucking companies he's got a wife and three kids that i what does the wife and what do the three kids think 
The man who police say transformed a New York City bike path into a terror scene was a Uzbekistan, a Uzbekistan native who made 1,400 trips as an Uber driver and formed two commercial truck businesses, this is according to ABC. A family friend called Saifalo Saipov, Saipov, hardworking, and neighbors said he would play with the kids in a Florida apartment complex. President Trump de uh, derided the suspect as sick and deranged. No, he's evil. Details of the life of the suspect, who had no known social media accounts, has just begun to emerge in the hours after Tuesday's attack. Now, we're up to eight killed, 11 injured. Officials who were not authorized to discuss the investigation and spoke on the condition of anonymity identified Saipov as the attacker, uh, said he's 29 and originally from Uzbekistan. He came to the U.S. legally in 2010. Uh, it is believed he lived in, uh, first in Ohio. An acquaintance, Dilnoza Abdusamatova, said Saipov briefly stayed with his family in a Cincinnati suburb upon uh, immigrating. Uh, he always used to work, Abdu Samatova told the Cincinnati Inquirer. He wouldn't go to parties or anything. Uh, authority said Saipov had a Florida driver's license, and some public records showed an address for him at a Tampa apartment complex. Uh, just New Jersey ties. Officials said Saipov was living recently in New Jersey, where he allegedly rented a Home Depot pickup truck an hour before driving it onto the bike path. Hmm. That's really that's just bad luck for Home Depot, isn't it? Really to, is. to even be connected to this. On Tuesday night, police investigating the rampage surrounded a white Toyota minivan with Florida plates parked in the parking lot of a Home Depot in Passaic, New Jersey. The van was parked near the company's rental trucks. The ride-hailing the ride -hailing company Uber said Saipov passed its background check and drove for the, drove for the service for six months. Uh, the company said it banned him from the service after the attack. That's comforting. There you go, right on top of things. Well, huh? What do you think, Uber? He's going to show up in about two weeks? That was a fail on Uber's part to, to add that. Uh, records show Saipov was a commercial truck driver who formed a pair of businesses in Ohio. The first business, Safe, S-A-Y-F, Motors, used the address of a family friend. The second, Bright Auto LLC, used an address near Cleveland. Uh, a trucking industry website listed Saipov at a Patterson, New Jersey address that authorities were searching Tuesday night. Uh, according to the records, a warrant was issued for Saipov's arrest in April 2016 when he missed a hearing on a misdemeanor for not having the right brakes on his vehicle. He resolved the case in November 2016 by pleading guilty and paying $200 in fines. Hmm. Uh, he has no social digital footprint. Uh, marriage license. Filed in Summit County, Ohio, lists a man by the name of Saifalo Saipov marrying Nozima Odolova on April 12, 2013. It lists the same Cleveland area apartment noted as the headquarters of Bright Auto LLC. Uh, the license lists Saipov as a truck driver. His wife is about six years younger. Both list Tashkent, Uzbekistan as their hometown. Now, in the hospital, the police aren't going to tell us a lot of what they're learning, but where's that piece? Uh, he's bragging about this. He's proud of it. Uh, he was out of surgery this morning and is expected to survive. Investigators said they were able to talk to Saipov. It's unclear what, if anything, investigators learned, although one official told ABC News that Saipov was proud of the attack. 
They added that the suspect followed instructions for a truck attack that were distributed by ISIS to a T and had planned the attack for two weeks. Saipov uh, allegedly left behind a handwritten note written in Arabic that uh, translates roughly to the Islamic State will endure forever. Uh, the location of the attack along the West Side Highway, where police said Saipov intentionally mowed down pedestrians, is now a focus of the investigation. So he thinks what he did is fine because he did it for for in Allah. The, in the interest of Allah. Mm-hmm. Which I really think a lot of those guys are going to be disappointed because Allah's going to say, you know, this wasn't part of my, this isn't in the spirit of things. Uh, investigators believe he's, uh, he knew where he wanted to begin the attack, and they are now going through toll records and other digital records to see if Saipov had scoped out the location beforehand. Officials say Saipov entered the United States through JFK Airport from Uzbekistan in 2010. He came under what is called the Diversity Visa Program, which offers a lottery for people from countries with few immigrants in America. He had a green card that allowed permanent legal residence. And then we get more background on what he did from his trucking company. But it, it, it sounds like he got radicalized after he got here. In other words, I think it would be a leap of imagination to think that he was plotting this way back in 2010 in Uzbekistan and said, True. oh, boy, they just started a diversity uh, visa program. I'll, I'll enter the lottery so I can go over there and kill people. Sounds like he came over here and was industrious. Productive. Industrious. Hmm. So we have much more to learn in terms of uh, who who got to him uh, and why he bought it. Uh, he got when he got out of the truck. He had a pellet gun and a paintball paintball gun. Yeah, and I have heard speculation that he just he then wanted to be, you know, murdered by the Dispatched, police, not yeah. murdered the. Because that wouldn't be murder. The police taken care of, yeah. dispatched. Yeah. I I don't understand how you can feel so, be so moved to do that, and then to be minus your wife and your children uh, for the rest of your life. Well, because uh, that must be some powerful stuff when you get the, you know, you get up there and you get the whole deal. You get there's the, no God that would want you to be away from your family. Well. We don't understand how his the, the mind of an evil person works. It's true. All right. Is John Height ready? He'll right after this break. Commencing garage logic segment number three. Here I go. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, snowing now at 37 degrees. I don't buy this 37, but I, I think it's colder. Than this. Do you? Yeah, that's just me. Well, and when you open the window now, you're not going to like it either. So. No. Uh, Fred Lodi's Ace Hardware and Garden Store bringing you this update. Uh, they're the proud sponsor, of course, of the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN with 
Chris Reavers. Uh, you asked me to check on this better in Vegas, Joe, mm-hmm. about the World Series. Oh, yeah, I've already forgot. Uh, this fella is uh, younger than 30. Now, uh, if you didn't hear the beginning of this, uh, he's already up to $14 million betting just on the winner of each World Series game. And apparently, according to R.J. Bell, who's an odds provider for the Associated Press, the man has bet each of his winnings on the next game each time, and it's become a winning formula for him. Uh, now, this was not in any of the stories I saw, but Mr. Harrigan, the producer of the show before, said they had a call from a fellow who deals with this kind of thing on occasion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He said the guy probably... Gamblers Anonymous? <laughs> the guy probably started with a bet of around a quarter million dollars. Uh, and, it, and said, went up to a window mm-hmm. prior to game one and said, here's uh, 250 grand. Yep. I'm telling you that who won game one? Uh, that would have been the Dodgers, right, in L.A.? Well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, here, here's two hundred and fifty grand on the Dodgers. Right. Then he gets the two hundred and fifty grand. Yeah, I don't know odds wise how how or, it works. Yeah, I don't know what he collected. Then so, he took that pile and went to the window and said, "Here's gonna, here's who's gonna win game two. Houston. He said, and he said Houston's gonna win the next one. He put all the money on that. Yeah. Game three, same thing. So the money just kept multiplying. Uh, whereas he's now up to fourteen million dollars, and according. I did not see this in one story, but another story reported he already has bet that $14 million tonight. Oh, what he really say. has, huh? Where's yeah. the brother-in-law he, factor? Hey, dummy. He could take the $14 million and walk away. He's Correct. Got, he's got a giant set on him. Yeah, he's, This uh, is interesting. Or a, a really empty melon head. Or, well, he or got this far, didn't he? Or he's just got a lot of money. And, maybe. And it maybe. Doesn't, uh, maybe he's an oligarch. Uh, he's younger than 30, according to the report from the AP guy. Eastern European, yeah. and uh, he's not betting at one place. He's spreading the bets across Las Vegas. Hmm. So uh, and it, everything he's doing is entirely legal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. LA not, did not win that first game three to one. But he doesn't have to pick uh, run differentials or anything. He's just calling a winner. Just calling a winner. It sounds yeah. like, and there's odds on that, and yeah. off he goes. All right. I got the times here of each game quickly. Two twenty eight. That was game one. Four nineteen. Yep. Three forty six. Yep. 306, yep. wow. 517. I didn't make that one. <laughs> no, and then last night's game was 322. Yeah. Did you, you didn't make the whole thing last night, Joe? No, I did, yeah. You you uh, you did, okay, because yeah. yeah. you you were worried. You texted us and said, yeah. I'm fading. Yeah. But no, you made I made it. it. Good. Made it. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of the World Series, Game 7 right here tonight on 1500 ESPN. It's tied. Astros 3, Dodgers 3. They're playing in Los Angeles tonight. Three games apiece. Winner tonight takes all. Winnipeg Jets beat the Wild 2-1 last night. Wild will stay at home tomorrow night against Montreal at the Excel Energy Center. And uh, Duke is number one in the Associated Press preseason poll for the second straight season and ninth time as a program. Uh, the locals, the Minnesota Gophers, they check in at number 15 really? in the preseason poll. Yes. so That's rather hopeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Michigan State in the Big Ten received 13 first-place votes. Arizona and Kansas round out the top four. News notes from today, President Trump calling for Congress to immediately begin working to eliminate the diversity visa lottery program in his first remarks since the terror attack in New York City that killed eight people and injured an additional 11 yesterday. The president said today, prior to a meeting with his full cabinet, I am today starting the process of terminating the diversity lottery program. I'm going to ask Congress to immediately initiate work to get rid of this program. Saifulo Saipov, the suspect in yesterday's attack, entered the country after being approved through the lottery. The diversity visa lottery program was developed to help diversify the U.S.'s immigrant population, drawing from countries with low rates of immigration to the U.S. and has offered 50... Who thought that was a good idea? Yeah. All the lefties. Has offered 55,000 immigrant visas in an annual lottery since the mid-1990s, according 
to a 2015 State Department statement. Uh, Meanwhile, President Trump also calling for quick and strong justice for terror suspects in the wake of that attack, saying it's not surprising terror attacks happen because the way the United States punishes terrorists is, in his words, a laughing stock. What's that uh, visa thing called? I'll look it up. It's the, uh, let's see, the Diversity Visa, Diversity Visa Lottery Program. I'm going to turn my mic off and go to work. Okay, Okay. I'll keep reading news then. Dozens of customers turned away yesterday while trying to renew license tabs at a Hennepin County Service Center in Maple Grove. Uh, Not only that, uh, they told folks at the Maple Grove thing not to bother going anywhere else because the entire system was down for Ah. much of the morning yesterday. Uh, Bad because that's the last day of the month, of course, October. If you needed your tabs and you were there at that time, you were in trouble. That was before 1 o'clock yesterday. The system did come back around 1.15, but by then, uh, dozens of folks needing new tabs had been turned away. So do we have a new excuse? I think my... Do we get the two-week grace period? I think my uh, ten tabs days, maybe. October. I, ten days. I, got, I got a license story to tell us later in the show. Okay, good. About this very topic. Oh, excellent. I uh, slipped in Friday, got mine. Bing, bang, boom. It was a no, done no down system? F- 15 no. minutes, hmm. yeah. Minnesota Department of Transportation is giving away half of a bridge that spans the Rainy River between Baudette and Canada. The other half belongs to Canada. The steel bridge was built in 1960. It's being replaced. Star Tribune says the free half bridge has a catch. Anyone who wants it will have to haul it away and agree to a list of conditions, including, including approval by transportation officials on how the structure will be reused. The half bridge has three spans totaling about 624 feet. In length. So wait, a Brady Bunch like they just put a white line in the middle of it, and <laughs> half was Canada's and half was up for gr- a sale. A- apparently, yes. I don't know what I would do if I bought a bri- half a bridge. Papa John's is blaming the National Football League for hitting its bottom line. The pizza company, an official sponsor of the league, uh, says its sales and profit forecasts are being sliced. And Papa John's founder and CEO John Schneider wasn't shy about who thinks is to blame. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Schnatner said on a conference call with investors, leadership starts at the top, and this is an example of poor leadership. The NFL, he said, has hurt Papa John's shareholders. NFL ratings, like the rest of network television, are in a slump. Through Week 7, NFL viewership is down 5% overall from the same point last year. Although the rating slump has several causes, some NFL fans may have tuned out because of the controversy over players kneeling during the national anthem to, protect, uh, to protest police violence. President Trump has called on fans to boycott the NFL if the league doesn't crack down on protests. Last month, Vice President Mike Pence left an Indianapolis Colts game after San Francisco 49er players took a knee during the anthem. Hmm. At a league meeting last month, Goodell and the NFL owners opted not to force players to stand during the anthem. Is 5% all that much? If they would have said it's down 20%, I understand, but 5% viewership, I know that you were talking about a lot of money here, but it just seems 5% is not that much of a... It's, uh, and it sounds like, uh, from what I read yesterday also, that the networks themselves, everything I, I was can't, done. I can't find out who literally was Started the initial it? author of a House bill or a Senate bill, but it's been around a while. In the 90s, who's a, that would be the Clinton administration, yeah. right? 95? <laughs> uh, yeah, congressionally mandated Wait, lottery right. program for receiving a United States permanent resident card. The Immigration Act of 1990 established the current and oh. permanent diversity visa program. Ooh. Who's that? HW? HW. The yep. lottery is administered by the Department of State and conducted under the Immigration and Nationality Act 
as amended by the Immigration Act of 1990. The lottery makes available 50,000 permanent resident visas annually and aims to diversify the immigrant population in the United States by selecting applicants from countries with low rates of immigration in the five years prior. There are countries not eligible for it, so not not every country can be subject to this lottery. Hmm. Bangladesh, for some reason, you you can't get the lottery. You can't play the lottery. You can't play. Okay, you're coming out of the village and you're going to stay. But you're right. I wonder what would initially make somebody go. We need this. Uh, what uh, the basis for? Uh, who well, would, it was it, who it was benefit? a State Department uh, effort. It 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 has to stem. It it has to originate with the idea, which is which is false, that diversity constitutes a value. Mm-hmm. Well, my life's been perfectly fine without any people from Uzbekistan in my circle. I, mean, I have nothing against people from <laughs> right, Uzbekistan. Just, it just happened but, this way. But, uh, you know, good luck to you. I, gotcha. I don't really care if you're here or not. Right. Well, uh, let's bring in the weather, shall we? Wait, you, you were talking to me, were you? No. Oh, okay. Cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. The two of us is all there is. The rest is just a dream. Here's Dave Dolan. Thank you, Joe. Not a lot of snow, but just enough to be a nuisance this afternoon. It's mm-hmm. snowing at a pretty good clip out there right now, and it probably will uh, continue on and off all the way through about 6 p.m. tonight. Maybe up to an inch of slushy accumulation, a couple of inches in a few places to our east especially. And uh, they do have a winter weather advisory from northeastern parts of the metro, Anoka and Washington County in that. And it extends from there up through northern Wisconsin, eastern Minnesota um, for slightly heavier amounts of snow. Because it's just really starting to get going here in the eastern part of the state. And it's going to... uh, get a little bit stronger as it moves northeastward from us. So again, an inch or two of slushy accumulation, and it's going to slow down that afternoon commute. Temperature-wise, we're at 37 right now. We're going to drop off to about 34, 33 uh, here in the next couple of hours, and it'll probably stay there much of the night tonight. The overnight low down to 33 with snow and drizzle. Um, I think it'll be mainly drizzle and fog after midnight tonight. Tomorrow, fog early, mostly cloudy, otherwise still cold at 38 for the high. Friday, we get up to uh, 38 as well, but there's a chance rain and snow developing late again Friday, and that's going to continue into early Saturday and then become rain showers Saturday afternoon into Sunday. Sunday, a little bit warmer at 50. Next week, it all starts to uh, come back at us. The cold air arrives again on Tuesday with 35 for the high then and some flurries. Again, today, Joe, one to two inches of slushy accumulation here over the next couple of hours. Turns to just fog and drizzle overnight. Right now, we're at 37. All right, thank you. Uh Let's try to parse this diversity visa, diversity visa immigration act. It stinks of a, a government program, though, doesn't it? Right. It's an outgrowth of an immigration act from 1990. Uh, I think we've gotten to the point uh, politically where it really doesn't make any difference if Republicans or Democrats were responsible for it. The people who claim diversity is is a desirable goal to attain, whether in a culture or a business or a 
school. Uh, what what to me walking down the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. Uh, to me, what they're really extolling is the idea that as white people, we owe the world an apology, and we can only express that apology by including uh, more and more people of of different ethnicities, and uh, because and then they assign to that the the mere fact that uh, diversity would constitute a value, and it doesn't. It's just a fact. There might be brilliant, wonderful people in Uzbekistan who want to come here or have come here, and they're now. You know, some doctor uh, who born in Uzbekistan in New York today might have saved a kid's life by operating on him. I have no idea. And and it isn't the diversity. This is where I'd have to part ways with Trump. It isn't the Diversity Visa Act in and of itself that resulted in terror. But there's the lesson we can all learn. What it what it did result in is the proof that. Desire or the, the desiring of diversity has nothing to do with value. When you cast out the net in the interest of promoting the idea that diversity constitutes a value, because that's wrong, that's just basically wrong, you're going to gather into that net people with no value whatsoever, as you would if you cast out a net of people of any color in the world, because diversity cannot in and of itself, construct a value. It is only a fact. So the, the mere act of having a diversity visa lottery uh, for certain uh, regions around the world, that, that's, that in and of itself cannot be blamed for uh, one of these uh, words I can't say, running a truck at Home Depot and mowing down uh, eight people and leaving others injured. It, that had nothing to do with that particular immigration act. What what should be argued against is the ideology that promoted that kind of thinking in the belief that diversity would enhance our value. Well, no, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. So this guy shows up. I bet what we're going to learn is that somehow he got turned once he was here because uh, uh, his early days, it sounded like he was uh, uh, busier than hell trying to become industrious and did 1,400 Uber rides and started two trucking companies. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounded like he wanted, he wanted to go the American way. And it sounds like something or someone got to him. That's where I suspect we'll learn. And again, that's my way of saying that that program that got him here in and of itself can't be held accountable for terrorism. No. What needs to be attacked in programs like that is the false ideology that diversity promotes value. It cannot. Because it's a fact. Because it's just a fact. Uh, Who is this, please? Hey, this is Hans. Hans, go ahead. Doing? Good. Go ahead, hey, please. I, I really appreciate um, the various topics you all bring up. It's usually a sports talk show and radio channel, and you always kind of push the limits from, from different points of view. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, as a white guy, um, I just wonder about your perspective about having uh, diversity is not a value that, that, a, that a community, a, uh, a country, a state, a city wouldn't value diversity. Can you, can you explain more why it's 
Well, what, what, is va- what, what is valuable about it? It's a fact of life. There's no there's no inherent value built into it. It's a fact of life, which I perfectly uh, accept. Diversity's all around us. It's a fact. Tell me what the value is. Well, I think early on the value would be we don't live in just a, a Catholic town or a Lutheran town or a Protestant town. There's value to having multiple perspectives. What's the value? Um, well, I think we see each other's uh, perspectives as humans, mm-hmm. and we have the ability to understand each other and get along better. And when we don't have those perspectives, we end up being closed-minded to those that are uh, that we're that we're enthralled with, mm-hmm. embedded with, and we don't actually get the ideas and the perspectives of, of those around us. Well, and in male male only, female only groups, we don't get the perspective of each gender. Yeah, well, there's a lot and of genders, we, yeah. All right, well, Hans. Thank you. Uh, no, Hans makes a good point, but I don't live my life that way. So he was he was not preaching to the choir. Uh, I accept that diversity is a fact, and all of us learn from all of us. I don't deny the existence of uh, a diversity is all around us. Right? Uh, is uh, what was Hans trying to say that there is value if you. I think he was trying to say that there are uh, cultural aspects from around the world that could be beneficial uh, to to what he might presume to be a very insulated people. But again, uh, this is brought to us by people who believe that diversity is a value. Frank, you're going to take me dramatically off topic, but do so quickly. Hi, hello, Joe. Good Hi. afternoon. Uh, real quick, that with the 65 baseball season, you know the All Star Game and of course the World Series was played here. That I didn't know till a couple years ago that Sandy Koufax was the winning pitcher in the 65 All Star Game, as well as the uh, winning Frank, pitcher. Frank, that's a seven. very well known fact, Frank. Right, that that happened in the same stadium. Yeah. I'm pointing out. All right, thank you. Thank- Boy, that's some good call screen in there. He was so excited to tell you he called three times. My dead mother might have known that. (laughs) You kidding me? Ah, well, there's a new generation that doesn't know that, I bet. That that has passed them by. You know, it's this weekend in New York City, the New York Marathon. With uh, and it will continue. It will. It is going to be held as scheduled with heightened security. I feel that I haven't made the point on diversity. I have to take another effort at it here in just a moment. You're nothing going to stop those New Yorkers. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's snowing and 37.